Buenas and half a day to our listeners on Guam and in the CNMI. It's now time for Total Health right here on Joy FM Radio, where your questions get answered by health professionals. If you have any health-related questions, we would love to hear from you. Call your questions and comments in at 472-1111 or text or WhatsApp 686-9999. If you're in the CNMI, please call 323-1113. Welcome everybody to Total Health. Hi, welcome to Total Health. My name is Rose Trina. In the studio today, we have Katie Yamamoro, a doctor of physical therapy, and we also have Elena Taniva Cholokova. She's a nurse practitioner. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. It's good to have you both. Hi, Elena. Hello. Hi, Rosie. Hi. <laughs> so I believe today we're talking about hydrotherapy, so like what it is, how you can do it at home. And then also maybe when you should not do it. Am I right? Correct. Okay, go ahead. So uh, starting off with what it is, um, when you think about the word hydrotherapy, um, what does it sound like? Hydro, we know, means water, right? And therapy, of course, is a type of treatment. So hydrotherapy is actually a huge umbrella term that can include a lot of things, pretty much any kind of treatment using water. And now that means not just water in its liquid form, like we are most used to it, but in any of its three states. That is in its solid form as ice, uh, liquid, of course, and then also um, in its gas particle form in, as steam. Uh, so any of those three things, ice, water, steam, can all be used in hydrotherapy treatments. You know, uh, hydrotherapy is a type of natural remedy. And a lot of times, uh, when the average person thinks of natural remedies, uh, a lot of people think of, hmm, quack. <laughs> you know, that's uh, maybe old wives' tales type things or something that maybe, you know, your grandma thought worked, uh, but now we have modern medicine, and so do we really need those natural remedies? Uh, well, let me ask you a question. When you're watching uh, a baseball game on television or in person, and you see the pitcher after his inning of pitching, go over to the box, what does he do? As the camera pans over and follows him to the box, what does he do? He sits down and puts a bag of ice on his shoulder, right? Um, guess what? That is hydrotherapy. <laughs> and that is not only a very useful um, thing in the sports world, and I could, I could list over other things. Uh, my husband was just talking to me today a little bit. He's much more into sports than I am, and he was just telling me some, some other types of hydrotherapy that are also used in the professional sports world. Um, so hydrotherapy is not some old-fashioned uh, folk remedy um, that's not applicable today. It's actually very applicable today and very useful in a lot of areas, um, not just sports. So now we know what a hydrotherapy is, and we kind of know what it is used for. Um, but Katie, what would you tell us what type of conditions the hydrotherapy can improve? That's a very good question. And there are so many, it's going to be impossible for me to list <laughs> them all. Um, but hydrotherapy can help things. Um, well, one of the biggest things is the immune system. Uh, whenever we're trying to fight off uh, infectious diseases, hydrotherapy uh, is very, very useful for those things. Um, it can also treat neurological conditions, nerve-type conditions, um, pain conditions, chronic pain, uh, orthopedic injuries. Um, obviously, we already talked about sports, but um, any kind of muscle joint injuries uh, can be treated with hydrotherapy. And... Oh my, even things like insomnia, um, th there's just so many things. It, it would probably be take less time to talk about what hydrotherapy doesn't treat. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's just a broad overview. So you want to say that uh, hydrotherapy can kind of uh, help with everything? Uh, just about. I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm a big, a big proponent of hydrotherapy. Um, I'm sure there's something out there it doesn't help, but, uh, but I can't think of it right off. <laughs> and then why would we have to choose a land-based exercise versus hydrotherapy? Okay, all right. So, so hydrotherapy can also be used um, in rehab. And I think your question is kind of along that line. Like in the rehab field, why would you choose to do some sort of uh, exercise in water as opposed to on the land? 
And uh, that brings up another aspect. Hydrotherapy can be used in a pool-type setting to do exercises um, for rehabbing. Uh, low back pain is a big one. Uh, different leg injuries, foot injuries uh, can all be can all be treated uh, in pools and using uh, water in that in that respect. So um, the advantage of using a pool for those types of things, as opposed to just doing exercises on the land, uh, would be if um, if there is a particular pain problem with weight bearing. Mm-hmm. In other words, if it hurts to get up on your feet and walk, or if you have some kind of weight bearing restriction, depending on your diagnosis, maybe you had a hip replacement and you have a weight bearing restriction um, for, for that leg, uh, then doing your exercises in the pool, which of course you kind of want that to be under the supervision of a physical therapist because they're, you know, they, they know the most about how much weight you can actually put on your leg and how much water is needed to displace the amount of weight that you're not supposed to put on it. So, mm-hmm. so we're getting a little bit more into the deep physical therapy topics, but, um, but definitely if, um, if there's a, a weight bearing restriction or if there's pain, just like say maybe a person has had a low back injury they're not under the care of a physician or physical therapist, um, but it just hurts them to get up and walk around the block. Um, then they could try going and walking in a pool or walking in the ocean, even uh, with the water up to like mid thigh or even as far up to the waist. Um, they would probably find uh, the deeper the water, the more it's going to offset the weight. So the deeper the water, it should take uh, more, it, it should be less painful. Uh, to to walk or do your exercises in the water, so that's so that's a big advantage. Yeah, and what about those people that can't get like into the water? People that are on wheelchairs, or maybe somebody cannot swim. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a very good question too. Um, obviously, if there's someone that can help the person, um, you know, I've I've worked at pools before where they have a little lift where the person can go from the wheelchair to the lift and be lowered into the pool. That's really nice. I'm not sure if we have anything like that here in Guam. Um, but um, if, if there's a person that can help them into the water, that's uh, definitely helpful. Um, and, and like I said, it doesn't have to be deep water. Um, even if the person <laughs> could, well, if, if they have a bathtub, the person could actually even, it would probably be easier to transfer from the wheelchair into a bathtub. Um, and fill the water to the appropriate level to be able to do some exercises without it hurting. Um, that's obviously going to be sitting because uh, a bathtub, you can't really stand and do water exercises because bathtubs aren't really that deep usually. Mm-hmm. Um, but so those are just some ideas, um, just throwing those out there. But yeah. So people can do that even at home? Oh, there's so much hydrotherapy mm. we can do at home. Yes, in fact... Um, if we're thinking about things like uh, some of the easier things of, of hydrotherapy uh, don't require a pool or that much water. Uh, you can actually do hydrotherapy um, with just uh, a hot foot bath, like mm-hmm. for example, just a little basin to be able to put your feet in. You can accomplish a lot of good hydrotherapy treatment like that. and um, Or you don't even have to have any tub of water if if you do something uh, called like a hot pack or a cold pack, um, sometimes we refer to the hot pack as a fomentation. You can use those, uh, especially, well, can we just talk about the immune system for just a moment? Of course. All right. So, um, you know, um, infectious diseases, especially one that starts with a C, is really uh, on everybody's mind these days, right? Um, so we want to. we all want to know how we can avoid getting COVID, right? Uh, Well, a really good way is to keep your immune system strong and healthy. And one of the ways that you can do that is with hydrotherapy. And one of those, I'm just going to share a simple one, is the hot foot bath that I mentioned. Uh, Hot foot bath can be done at home with a basin. I don't know um, if any of you are watching on Facebook or on uh, with a video, but I brought uh, a basin from home. And this is, you want it to be at least this deep. Um, it's, you want your feet, both feet to be able to go into the basin. 
and you want the water to be able to go up above the ankles. So um, depending on how big your feet are, depends on how big your basin needs to be. But you want um, typically a, a dishpan, you know, um, especially a square or rectangular dishpan. The one I brought is round, and uh, that might kind of squish your toes if your feet are big. <laughs> but uh, square or rectangle is ideal. You want to be able to fill it with water to go above your ankles. So the idea of a hot foot bath is um, you want to get, you want to boil some water on the stove or in a, um, a hot pot. And um, so, because you're going to want to, temperature is, is the big thing with hydrotherapy. If, if, it, if the goal is to be hot, you want it to be sufficiently hot uh, without scalding. If, if the goal is to be neutral, then you want it to be the right temperature. If the goal is to be cold, then you want it to be the right temperature. So um, with temperatures, cold, if you're aiming for cold, it's going to be between, uh, well, cool is 70 to 80. Cold is below 70. So 55 degrees to 70 degrees. This is Fahrenheit. Um, warm uh, is from 92 to 100. And in that range is the neutral so about 94 to 98, that's the neutral temperature. And then anything above 100 is hot. Anything about 100, above about 110 is very hot. Um, so when I'm, when I'm referring to the different temperatures, that's what I, what my definition of, of those. Now, um, to do a hot foot bath, that means it needs to be above 100 degrees, right? Um, so you're gonna need to, to boil some water first and mix it with some, you know, some other room temperature water uh, in the basin and then submerge your feet in that. Make sure you test it first with a thermometer. I've got a little thermometer here. This is just a food thermometer. And um, so you want to make sure the temperature is right first and not scalding before you put your hand, before you put your feet in it. And how often they have to do that? Um, well, that would be... Um, it, if you're just doing it for preventative, mm -hmm. um, then you could do it once every few days. If you actually feel a sickness coming on, then I would recommend to do it at least once a day. Um, but you don't want to just stick your feet in the water. Um, you also want to be wrapped up in a blanket first so you don't get any chills. You don't want your room to be chilly. You want the room to be uh, fairly warm, comfortable, and wrapped in a blanket and even have uh, some cold water there that you can put on your forehead if you start, if you start getting too hot. <laughs> um, but definitely measuring the temperature in the water and keeping it the same temperature for about 15 to 20 minutes for one treatment. All right, so that's the music I hear coming up, uh, indicating our first break. Stay tuned, we've got more on hot foot baths, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, on hot foot baths right after the break. Um, if you have any questions, go ahead and give us a call in Guam at 472-1111. That's 472-1111. In the CNMI, call us at 323-1113. That's 323-1113. You can text or WhatsApp us at 671-686-9999. That's 671-686-9999, and it's free from the CNMI. If you're on Facebook, just leave your questions in the comments below. We'll be right back after this break. Heartwarming, life-changing. It touched my heart, and I and I, I almost started crying. I just began to weep. I was like, what's happening to me? <laughs> because it just really touched on my heart. People are finding hope and encouragement here, and lives are being impacted every day. And it has changed my life because it's brought me closer to God. I learned so much about Jesus and a relationship with Jesus. There's no greater message in the world than, than the message of love and, and Christ and salvation. That's the message you'll find here. Joy FM, family-friendly radio, joyfmradio.net. See Joe Osmosi, and thanks for listening to Total Health on Joy FM. We want to hear from you. Call in with your health-related questions at 472-1111 in Guam or in the CNMI. The number to call is 323-1113. Text or WhatsApp us at 686-9999. And now, back to the show. Hi, welcome back. My name is Rose Trina, and I'm in the studio today with Katie Yamamoro, a doctor of physical therapy, and Elena Taniva Cholokova. Am I saying it right? Yes, that's okay. correct. And you're a nurse practitioner over at the SDA clinic, right? Yes. Thank I you am. for coming, both of you. Thank um, you, Rosie. Thank you. 
before the break, we were actually talking about hot foot baths. Um, and if I remember correctly, we were talking about the correct temperature or mm-hmm. what temperature you're referring to when you say cold, hot, warm, etc. Right. Right. Okay. And, you know, and I happen to think that uh, I didn't really talk that much about why, um, why we want to do hydrotherapy. We talked about what it is. Um, but I think it's really important for us to, in order to know how it's beneficial, we need to kind of know how it works. And um, an illustration that um, that I've heard my husband use before, I think is very, very fitting. Um, and the question would be, if you had to fight a shark, mm-hmm. but you could choose if you fought it in the water or on the land, which would you choose? What would you <laughs> on choose? Land. On of land. Course. Of course. Why? Get the shark out of its territory. Right. Get it out of its territory, on your territory, right? A shark is a very ferocious, to be feared beast in the water. But on land, you know, you have to like walk right over and put yourself in its mouth pretty much if it's going to hurt you, right? Because it can't run after you. Okay. So if we're thinking about viruses and um, bacteria and that sort of thing, they prefer cool environments, okay? They thrive in lower body temperature environments, okay? So if we want to fight that bacteria and virus, um, what do we want to do to our body? We want to make it hotter, right? Okay, so that is the purpose of whenever you're getting sick and you start, you know, feeling a a fever coming on, you take your temperature, oh, I've got a fever. Well, guess what? The fever is not the enemy. The fever is coming on to fight the enemy. So when you take the Tylenol or whatever you take um, to bring your fever down, you're actually potentially giving the virus an advantage because that fever is what your body needs to be able to kill off the bad guy. So we, we don't want to fight the fever. We want to fight the virus. So in the same way, we can use hydrotherapy to actually artificially increase our body temperature, actually bringing us into kind of a fevered state in a controlled way to be able to fight off any germs, uh, or most germs, I should say. Um, so that's why hydrotherapy is beneficial uh, in boosting the immune system. So um, with that understanding, um, then it kind of makes a little bit more sense. Okay, why are we trying to raise the body temperature anyway? Uh, well, that's why. Okay, so that's why a hot foot bath is beneficial. Um, you can, of course, do a fever bath, and I'm not going to go into all the details of that one right now because that one you need to be very careful with, um, and you actually want to kind of learn how to do that from somebody that knows how to do it uh, because it can you can you know do it wrong and, and injure people, and we don't want to do that. Um, but a small-scale way of doing the fever bath is just on the feet. That's something that any of us can do at home very inexpensively. Like I, like I said, all you have to have is a basin, to put your feet in, um, some way of measuring the water. I mean, maybe you have uh, your hot water uh, tank at home, you know, has a temperature control. Usually they do if you have a hot water tank. And uh, so you can adjust the temperature of the water that's coming out of the tap. Some of them I know here on Guam can be pretty scalding. Uh, So you want to make sure it doesn't burn you. Um, if it does get that hot out of the tap, though, that's a great way to start. Maybe you don't even need to boil your water. If it's if it's hot enough right out of the tap, then just use that. Or if your water lines have been baking in the afternoon sun, like ours do at our house, um, then, yeah, you probably don't need to even boil it. Um, but just make sure you have some kind of thermometer so you can monitor exactly how hot it is because we don't want to scald anybody. And that brings me to uh, also probably people that should avoid this type of treatment are people that don't have good feeling in their feet. Mm-hmm. Um, like diabetics. Like diabetics, if they've got neuropathy uh, or any kind of peripheral vascular disease where there might be decreased feeling in the feet, then, of course, they can't judge. Um, you can still do it, but you just have to monitor the temperature really well and don't get it quite as hot. Uh, for the average healthy person, you can get, that hot foot bath to 110, 112, uh, maybe even 114 degrees with no problem. Uh, It'll feel really, really warm, um, but it's not going to hurt anybody. Uh, But for a diabetic person or if they have decreased feeling in the feet, definitely don't get it over 104. Just 
keep it at 104 um, if you're going to do the treatment at all. But um, if if there is uh, really a serious issue with the feet, though, rather than even risking it, you can actually um, do, it's a little bit more complicated, just do a hot pack actually over the groin area. will actually dilate um, the the blood vessels in the feet and legs as well. So that is another option too. But uh, but most of us are healthy enough to be able to use a hot foot bath. And again, like I said, uh, wrap yourself in a blanket so you're so you're going to stay warm, not too sweaty, um, but uh, but just warm. And then have um, maybe a cup of water there that you can drink during mm-hmm. the treatment. Uh, that's another thing with hydrotherapy too. You want to make sure you're well hydrated inside. Um, as well as doing the the water treatment because it may seem like, well, you know, I'm in water, so I'm fine. But if it's a hot water treatment, then you're going to be sweating and you can actually sweat out a lot of fluid during a hydrotherapy treatment. So uh, make sure you're definitely getting uh, some water inside. So using water outside and inside inside at the same time. Yes. You know, you reminded me of the time I was young and um, all my coats, like I was a very sickly child. My Mm. grandma (laughs) would treat them with hydrotherapy. But at that time, I didn't know that terminology. So Mm -hmm. my feet were always in a hot water with salt. (laughs) And we never understood as children why we had to go through that. And we kind of hated it because Mm -hmm. we were stuck with a blanket and Mm -hmm. with our feet down there. But uh, we have never taken any antibiotic. I don't remember, Mm -hmm. like, uh, really progressing my cold to something more serious. And so for, I I don't think I've ever studied at school anything about hydrotherapy. Mm -hmm. Um, In all my schools, like, so many years, nobody talks about it. Mm -hmm. And now you're bringing me back to that, uh, like, a basic treatment. So are there any specialists in hydrotherapy, somebody that really knows what they're doing? Because for us, it sounds like something completely new. (laughs) Well, and that's a very good question. Uh, Is there somewhere that you can go and actually get these treatments? Uh, Some physical therapists have been trained uh, in hydrotherapy. Not all. Uh, It's it's kind of like there's some aspects of hydrotherapy that we're all trained in. but not all of us have really gone that deep and learned all these other things too. Uh, like you mentioned, you know, the pool uh, is really, you know, a lot of what therapists deal with as far as hydrotherapy. But then there's also the hot packs and cold packs and, you know, physical therapists deal a lot with that too. Um, but, you know, hydrotherapy is can be a little bit more time consuming and it's not a real big uh, financially... Um, achieving type type treatment. <laughs> Insurances don't usually reimburse really well for hydrotherapy. Uh, so a lot of times there's not um, there's not a lot of hydrotherapy done um, in, in a lot of clinics. And, I, and I'm not just talking about physical therapists. I'm talking about anywhere. Most places don't do hydrotherapy because they don't get paid big, big money for it. Um, but that's why we're talking about it now. It's something that we can do at home. Um, right. Obviously, if you have the opportunity to go somewhere where you can get trained in it, um, I know there's uh, quite a few different places in the states that actually do training. Um, I can't think of anywhere in Guam other than, you know, there's seminars here and there, um, definitely. And we're actually um, preparing to do one uh, at our church, but we don't have a time and date yet, so I can't advertise for it yet. But um, but so there are seminars every now and then. But uh but a lot of times it is a little bit harder to get trained in it because it's not offered that many places. But I see, I see. Um, since you're a doctor in physical therapy, and I have been a patient, mm-hmm. and I know how painful it is. <laughs> you're dragging when you have to go to the clinic, and you know you have to move all your joints, and, and it is a very expensive thing. Um, and you have to do it over and over again. So do you, can you repeat? like replace your visit in a clinic um, with a physical therapist uh, that is performing hydrotherapy instead mm-hmm. because it would be so much easier to move our joints in the sea, maybe mm-hmm. in Guam or in a swimming pool. Mm-hmm. Is that possible? Yeah. I mean, like I said, there's not um, a lot of water therapy done um, even in the PT clinics. And I know the um, I was doing a little bit of, of water um, pool therapy. Uh, when I was practicing full time, now I'm, I'm just on call, kind of, because I'm at home raising my little girl. But um, I was doing some pool therapy 
before, but there's, I don't know of much pool therapy uh, that goes on, but um, at least here in Guam. But um, yeah, there's definitely, there's so much that we can do uh, without um, actually having to pay to go to an appointment somewhere mm-hmm. that we can do on our own. Um, you know, we've already talked about boosting the immune system, the hot foot bath. The hot foot bath I bring up because it's so versatile. Um, you know, anytime that we need to increase the body temperature, um, then that hot foot bath is really the simplest and easiest uh, way to do it. Uh, but there's so many other things, too. There, I mentioned the fomentations, the hot packs you can do on the chest. Um, also for, like, bronchial infections or... You know, if you feel a sickness coming on, an upper respiratory sickness. Um, And I've even done uh, very simple, like if I feel a sinus infection coming on Mm -hmm. and I don't have time to do like a whole hot foot bath or anything like that, I will just use a washcloth and at my sink do a hot and cold treatment with the hot, hot water from the tap and then the the coldest it'll get, which we know here in Guam, our cold tap water isn't always that cold, but it's just as cold as it'll get. Anyway, I've just done that, the contrasting back and forth a few times and I can... Uh, just talk a little bit more about how to do that. Um, well, that's the music coming on, so uh, we'll just go ahead and segue into the break, and then we'll come back to that afterwards. All right. Um, if you're calling from Guam, if you have a question and you're calling from Guam, go ahead and give us a call at 671-472-1111. That's 671-472-1111. If you're calling from the CNMI, call us at 670-323-1113. That's 670 1113. If you want to text us or send us a WhatsApp message, uh, send that to 671-686-9999. That's 671-686-9999. It's free from the CNMI. Or if you're tuned in via Facebook, just go ahead and leave your questions in the comment section below. We'll be right back after this break. I recognized his handiwork in a little viewed stream. I saw His Majesty in the Harvest Moon. We are given so many gifts, yet how often do we treat those extraordinary gifts as a simple byproduct of another day? I remembered His goodness as I drank in the faces of my family. I heard His trumpet of hope coming from the lungs of my child. Take time to consider the miracles God presents every day. Those miracles are different for all of us, yet His gifts remain. I smelled the result of his creation in the gift of a rose. I tasted a meal that I didn't prepare, and I was grateful for the blessing. He loves you, so stop and see, smell, touch, hear, and taste the goodness of a great God. Joy FM, family-friendly radio with overflowing gratitude. Welcome back. You're listening to Total Health on Joy FM. Call in with your health-related questions to 472-1111 in Guam. If you live in the CNMI, we want to hear from you too. Call 323-1113 or text or WhatsApp us at 686-9999. And now, here's more Total Health. Hi, welcome back to Total Health. My name is Rose Trina and in the studio today we have Dr. Yamamoro and Elena, a nurse practitioner at the Seventh-day Adventist Guam Clinic. Welcome. Thank welcome you. again. Hi. <laughs> yes, so Katie, before the break, we were talking about sinus infection and me and I believe many of the listeners are really curious to know how exactly we can do that. I suffer from a very bad sinus infection and it has been like several years mm. and you would think that as a nurse practitioner, I would be able to treat myself. Mm-hmm. But there are some conditions that are so persistent and if there is something I can do for myself at home, please share it with us. Well, uh, and thank you for bringing that up too. Because, yeah, um, yeah, most of us run into sinus issues at some point. Um, And, you know, the thing with hydrotherapy is the sooner you can begin hydrotherapy, uh, the more effective it is. So if you're already very sick, I still recommend hydrotherapy, but it's just going to take a little while. It's not like a drug or something that's just going to give you immediate, okay, yeah, I feel a whole lot better. Um, When we're dealing with our body... We want to uh, encourage the way Mother Nature heals, <laughs> the way our bodies were designed to heal. And that's really the definition of a true remedy. It's going to be something 
that assists nature in her attempts to heal. And it's not going to injure us or leave us worse than we were before. So that's the definition of a true remedy. And hydrotherapy, when properly administered, is definitely that. It assists the body. It puts the body in the right place to be able to heal. Our bodies were designed to heal themselves, but it takes time. And a lot of times we're too impatient we to let our indeed. bodies heal themselves. Um, so hydrotherapy is going to take a few days. Depending on your condition, depending on the severity, it may be actually a week, two weeks. I mean, we, I don't know. There's so many different possibilities that we're talking about here. So it depends on your individual circumstance. But that's why I want to emphasize the importance of when you first start feeling something coming on, um, if I first start feeling like, hmm, I'm starting to get a little bit of a congestion, maybe something going on, pain behind the eyes, you know, something going on here, then I will just take a washcloth, stand at my sink, turn the water as hot as it'll go. Um, you know, like I said, be mindful of your, your temperature settings. I'm not recommending anyone to scald themselves. So it may not be that you want to do it as hot as it can go, but, but really, really hot. Um, get the washcloth nice and hot. And then just spread it, maybe fold it once or twice, and then just spread it across over the bridge of the nose and across uh, the cheeks, um, like the the area right under your eyes, not not right next to your eyes, but under your eyes, where the sinuses are. Mm-hmm. Um, just spread it across there and just hold it there for a few seconds. Now, this is a very simple treatment. It's going to, you know, room temperature is just going to start cooling off immediately. Keep the water on at the right temperature. Be down next to the sink and then re-wet the washcloth, still nice and hot, still nice and hot. And again, I do that three times, nice and hot. And oh my, it feels so good when it's nice and hot. But then while the third time, while you've got that washcloth on your sinuses, go ahead and turn the water over to complete cold. Complete cold, wait till the water's completely cold, then take the washcloth. And maybe sometimes I do one side hot, one side cold of the washcloth, so so it's not quite so difficult to change the temperatures in the cloth. But then get that washcloth nice and cold, and then put it over the same area. And and hold it there for several seconds, 10 seconds at least. Um, And then while that's on there, switch it back to the hot. And then I just do that several times. I do three repetitions of the hot, and then one repetition of the cold. Um, And you can repeat that two or three times, and then make sure you end with the cold. In hydrotherapy, you always want to end with cold. Mm. And um, and then make sure your dry towel is close by so you don't have to walk around the room to get your dry towel because you don't want that area that you've just now done that treatment to, you don't want that to get chilled. You don't want air conditioner to, to hit you in the face. You want to get your dry towel immediately and dry it off really well. And then maybe even maybe even put your mask on <laughs> to just kind of protect that area from the air conditioning just for, for several minutes after that. Um, that actually usually helps. Um, that will usually, I, I might do that treatment twice a day, but usually just after a couple of treatments, uh, then it starts going away. So if you can catch it right away, that's a great, a great thing to do. And, and that's, um, yeah, that's very useful. Obviously, very, very cheap. <laughs> but I believe for a chronic sinus infection, you have to continue doing it oh, for yes. a longer time. Yes, the good thing is that chronic. it doesn't harm you, mm-hmm. so you can repeat that procedure right. as many times as it's right. needed. Yeah, no bad side effects, uh, unless, of course, you burn yourself, which I'm. that's why I want to encourage people to know the temperature of your water. <laughs> you don't want to burn yourself. Um, but yeah, if it's something chronic, then you're right. Um, do, do something more serious. Um, do the hot foot bath. Uh, do fomentations to the chest. Um, you know, do do whatever you can work in. To the more chronic a condition is, the more the more you need to hit it with all your all your guns. You know, um, so anyway, I think I covered everything about the hot foot bath. But again, um, with the hot foot bath, you want to make sure you end with cold. So if you have a pitcher of cold water there next to you that you've been using to kind of put a cloth on your forehead, when you're done, take your feet up. Just pick your feet up out of the hot water and take the cold water and pour over your feet. Have a towel right there. You can dry them off good and put them in slippers and make sure that after you do a hydrotherapy treatment, you want to try to rest for at least 20 minutes. 
So that means like a sit down rest. You can read a book or something. That's okay. It doesn't have to be asleep, but uh, at least 20 minutes up to an hour you want to rest after you do a hydrotherapy treatment because your body is uh, still still processing everything that went on. Even though the treatment's done, your white blood cells are increasing, mm-hmm. and that's going to stay like that. Your white blood cells are going to stay high for several hours after you do the treatment as long as you end with cold. Um, so that's that's a really, I mean, one hydrotherapy treatment can actually give you benefit for, for several hours, if not, you know, a day or two. So... That is very interesting. So you're trying to tell us that the hydrotherapy have no side effects and no contraindications. Are there any people that cannot use hydrotherapy at all? Right. That's a good question. Uh, Yeah, no bad side effects unless, of course, it's improperly administered, like with burning. Um, But there are some contraindications. Uh, One of them we touched on earlier is uh, lack of feeling. Uh, Anytime you're doing anything to alter the temperature in your body, uh, you want to make sure you have good sensation. You want to be able to feel the temperature of the water. Otherwise, you run the risk of, of getting burned if you're using heat. And then there are some people, it's rare, but there are some people that have something uh, we call Raynaud's syndrome. Um, those are people that are very sensitive to cold. So those type of folks uh, aren't going to tolerate cold on their hands and feet very well at all. So you definitely want to know. But people that have that usually know that they have it. Um, so... You know, you know who you are. <laughs> Just be very careful with the cold. You know, when I came to Guam, I'm an avid diver. And, um, of course, I wanted to jump right away into the sea. And I asked, what type of animals <laughs> does Guam have that, uh, you know, they might be poisonous, they might be after me. So it was interesting to know that uh, you have the stonefish here. And mm. stonefish is very dangerous. And b- basically, you don't have much time left if a stonefish, you know, stings you. But the treatment for it, I was very surprised. It is um, hydrotherapy. Mm. You put your feet, again, you put your feet in a basin and you put the water to 113 degrees mm. because it denaturates the mm. venom. Mm-hmm. And because venom is a protein, it mm. denaturates the venom and actually have saved lives. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that is very interesting. It's not that I'm saying that uh, our listeners should do it uh, without uh, like uh, assistance, without mm-hmm. supervision. But uh, also another diver reported that a barb from a stingray was Mm. stuck in their feet. And this is what they did. They Mm -hmm. did hydrotherapy and they just put the feet down there, 113 degree Mm -hmm. of water and denaturated the poison. The person survived. So I think that there are many more applications that we still have to explore. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to reinvent the wheel that have already been invented. And I'm sure that the tomorrow people were completely aware of hydrotherapy Mm -hmm. And we're just rediscovering that. Right. Um, So um, do you think that that can help even athletes uh, to recover from their injuries or from their hectic uh, exercise routine? Yeah. If if there's, um, especially after an athletic performance, um, soccer game, volleyball game, whatever, um, you know, a lot of athletes, professional athletes actually go and get in a cold tub. after that, and uh, it actually helps to it helps the muscles heal faster. Um, so yeah, not only professional athletes uh, have that advantage; we can do it uh, for ourselves too. Even if we're not athletic, obviously, you know, for students and young people that are playing sports, that's great to know. Um, but for all of us, if we have um, some kind of injury, maybe we sprain our ankle, or um, or something like that, um, definitely using cold for the first at least 24 hours. Uh, That's not continuously for the first 24 hours, but during the first 24 hours, 24 to 48 hours, um, you you just want to use cold um, if there's been an injury. So if it's uh, something, if it's one of your extremities, if it's a hand or like we talked about a sprained ankle uh, and you could submerge it in ice water, then that's ideal. You don't want to do that for more than 20 minutes at a time, but you can do that uh, for 20 minutes every hour or 20 minutes and then wait an hour and then do it again, I should say. And um, that's going to be really beneficial for helping to heal the tissues. After those 24 to 48 hours, then you can start using contrasting. So hot 
hot bath contrast with a cold bath anytime you use contrast like that you want to use the heat for longer about three to five minutes and then the cold for shorter 30 seconds about and you can repeat that contrast three repetitions mm -hmm. so i remember that it's a, the set of threes three minutes 30 seconds three times thank so. you all right well that's the music for our third break um if you have a question related to hydrotherapy and how hydrotherapy can help you go ahead and give us a call. If you're calling on Guam, call us at 671-472-1111. That's 671-472-1111. In the CNMI, call us at 670-323-1113. That's 670-323-1113. You can also send us a text or WhatsApp us at 671-686-9999. That's 671-686-9999. And it's free from the CNMI. If you're tuned in via, via Facebook, go ahead and leave your question in the comment section below. We'll be right back after this short break. What if you gave gifts to others on your birthday? What if you gave your next paycheck to a stranger in need? What if you got a new car and passed it on to a family without one? Sound out of the ordinary? It's what God does for you. He gives salvation and forgiveness when it isn't deserved. He gives life when sin should end it. His gifts are never convenient for him, but always extended with purpose and love. Sound like a great offer? It should. From Joy FM, family-friendly radio, joyfmradio.net. And we're back with more Total Health. Give us a call with your medical questions. Number to call in Guam is 472-1111. If you're in the seat of mind, the number to call is 323-1113. Or you can text or WhatsApp us at 686-9999. Now back to the program. Hi and welcome back to Total Health Live. My name is Rose Trina. In the studio today, I have Dr. Yamamoro, a doctor of physical therapy. And I have Elena Taniva Chalokova. She is a nurse practitioner at the Guam Seventh-day Adventist Clinic. Uh, before we went to the break, we were actually talking about hydrotherapy and how it can benefit even athletes while they're training or even while they get injured. Um, and we'll come back to that after. We do have a question that came in on Facebook. It's from Atsushi, and he's asking if there are any scientific studies about hydrotherapy. Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, actually, yes, there are. Um, and there's one that's fresh on my mind. There have been uh, several done in different respects, obviously different aspects of hydrotherapy uh, over the years, but one that's fresh on my mind was just published in January of this year, 2021. Um, and a friend of ours, a friend of our families, uh, was actually one of the authors of that study. It was just published uh, um, on the effects of hydrothermotherapy, which is hydrotherapy, uh, on COVID. And um, they've actually done uh, quite a bit of research on the effects of hydrotherapy um, and how it's related to COVID in the fact that COVID is a virus. And the COVID virus actually is very fragile when it comes to heat. And so pretty much the conclusion of the study was that any method of heating the body, uh, any safe method of heating the body, will actually be beneficial in fighting COVID. So um, a lot of their research was done. One of the authors was uh, from Finland. And so Finland and Estonia actually have had much lower COVID rates, uh, hospitalizations and deaths. And one of the things they're attributing that to is the fact that both the Finnish people and Estonian people, so many of the population do hydrotherapy on a regular basis, primarily sauna. Sauna is a big deal in Finland, and I guess Estonia too. Um, anyway, just about everybody from little kids on up to the old folks, uh, they have their sauna times at least once a week. And a lot of them have them built, you know, just off their own homes. And um, so that's a big deal there. And, and they're attributing that, at least in part, to the lower, um, lower rates of COVID hospitalizations and deaths. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, so pretty much any type. What, what the study was saying was that the focus is not necessarily on the method uh, because there are so many different ways that we can heat the body sufficiently. Sauna, of course, uh, is one of them. But also then, you know, baths, 
uh, hot foot bath, like we talked about, but whole body baths, the fomentations on the chest and back, um, any of these methods are sufficient in raising the body temperature sufficiently enough to be able to fight the virus. So, so yes, I'm so glad that question came in. Yes, that's amazing. Um, basically, I've been to Finland and mm-hmm. Estonia, and what's interesting that they build their houses next to the Baltic Sea, so mm-hmm. they stay in the sauna where it's getting really, really hot, mm-hmm. and they jump into the Baltic Sea when mm-hmm. it is very, very cold, oh. and they come back. Uh-huh. And I think we can do that in Guam because we have this hot sauna outside, mm-hmm. so we don't right. have to go to a sauna. We have this <laughs> high temperature all the time, and Right. People can go go into the sea. Right. Yeah, we have a built-in sauna. Just walk out the door. Yes, I agree. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's very beneficial. And ending with the cold. Again, you know, the Finnish people do it right. They end with the cold. Um, so that's, you know, obviously we don't recommend that for people who have advanced heart disease or conditions that cannot tolerate those extremes. But for most of us healthy folks, doing that type of thing will actually keep us from getting the advanced heart disease. So, um, so that's beneficial. Make sure you always end with the cold, though. Katie, in the beginning, you were telling us that we can use the hydrotherapy in a liquid form, in an ice form, hard form, and also as a vapor. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any applications for that? For steam. For oh, steam. Oh, yes. Uh, that's another thing that you can do for a sinus infection, any kind of upper respiratory infection. You can boil water on your stove. Now, you want to be careful with this because obviously you can get steam burns, right? Oh. Okay. So we don't want to get a steam burn. But you can just boil water in a pan on your stove. Uh, You can even put a few drops of eucalyptus oil in it if you have eucalyptus oil and then take a towel and put it over your head and drape the towel down over the the pan so that your head is kind of in in there with the steam that's coming up from the pan, not directly over it. You don't want to get burned, like I said. Uh, Definitely don't want your eyes, you know, to be open and get irritated from the steam. But um, just make sure your head is you know, in a good place so you're not getting a burn and just where you're in there where you can breathe, inhale that steam, that's incredibly beneficial for sinus infections and the like. So, yeah, I'm glad you glad you brought that up. Yeah, um, I know that. I have practiced that. <laughs> it does work. All right, excellent. <laughs> so can I ask my primary care doctor to prescribe hydrotherapy? Is it available? Is it a procedure? Um, well, um you know, a lot of like I like I mentioned earlier, not all healthcare professionals are trained in hydrotherapy. Um, so you you know if you um, if if you want to ask your doctor, you can. Uh, they may or may not really be familiar with it. Um, so you know, probably the healthcare professionals who would deal with it more so would be the physical therapists. Um, but you kind of have to get a referral to see a physical therapist too. So, um, but you know, the things we've talked about, you can pretty much do it on your own at home too. And you definitely don't need a prescription, uh, for any of that. They're safe, safe to do at home as long as you're careful. So for those of us that we don't know much about it, and we would really like to explore the Mm -hmm. world of hydrotherapy, Mm -hmm. are there any sources, resources that we can go to? Are there any books published on the topic? Oh my, yes. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. I actually brought one along with me. Um, It's kind of an older book, but I know it's still on the market. Simple Remedies for the Home. I'll hold that up there. I don't know if you can, for those who are watching uh, with some visual, then you can see that by uh, Dale and Thomas, Doctors Dale and Thomas. Um, anyway, that is one. There, there are several. There's also a, a home remedies book by uh, Doctors Agatha and Calvin Thrash. Uh, you can look those up on Amazon. And um, but also, then there's um, m- me and some colleagues actually put together. I should say some colleagues and I um, actually put together a couple of videos uh, that are on YouTube, one on doing the hot foot bath. It's a tutorial, just kind of how to on hot foot bath and fomentations. So there's two different ones. They're short and to the point. The hot foot bath is about four minutes. The fomentations is almost seven minutes. Um, you can look that up. It's it's under um, the account. Uh, the the account that it's under is actually, I'll spell it because uh, it doesn't quite make sense if, if you hear it, but it's A-T-S-U-S-H-Y-0-4. That's A 
T-S-U-S-H-Y-04. That you can subscribe to that and we may put out some more, but that at this point it has the one on fomentations and the one on the hot foot bath on YouTube. Um, so those are just brief tutorials, tells you how to do it, tells you what equipment you need, uh, how to do it at home. <laughs> so, um, and there's other resources too, but that is amazing. Those are some quick ones. Yes, that it is very good because, oh, <laughs> we all need some training on that. And since it is so simple and it does not cost anything, we rather practice it at home right. than visiting the, the clinic. Right. I totally agree. I'm all for inexpensive <laughs> or free. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So is there any way that we can practice hydrotherapy every day at home to prevent ourselves from getting any conditions? You know, one of the simplest ways is to end your regular shower, your regular hot shower. If you're taking a hot or warm shower, make sure you're nice and hot at the end of the shower and then just flip your, your water uh, control over to cold. As cold as it'll get here in Guam, which like I said, isn't that cold, but it should be hopefully at least in the 70s and or or less would be fine too but anyway that'll give you that nice cold blast it will actually help close up your pores it will boost your immune system increase your white blood cells you can do that every day with no bad side effects and only good health benefits <laughs> that's amazing you know every time when i go to the gym and uh, i hesitate i'm like hesitant if i should go to the jacuzzi or I should go to the cold tub i of course i choose the jacuzzi because it feels very good mm -hmm. but when i have aching um, joints and i go into the cold tub mm -hmm. wow the benefit is amazing. Mm -hmm. You cannot get that from anywhere. Right. And uh, I, I stopped having issues and now I'm even running triathlons, which I wasn't able to do that before, wow. thankfully to the cold therapy and Good hydrotherapy. Right. Yeah. So I believe we all have stories to mm -hmm. share. Oh, yeah. And we have all benefited from hydrotherapy. It mm -hmm. is incredible. And uh, unfortunately, it's not as well explored. And mm -hmm. Me as a practitioner, I would like to know more in order to help my patients as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you for all the resources that you have done, all those videos. They will definitely be of a good use to all of us, <laughs> your listeners. And uh, yes, hopefully we can apply it at home and we can treat ourselves not needing to go to the clinic. But if we do need to go to the clinic, we know where to go now. Thank right. you so much, Katie. Oh, you're welcome. We it's truly appreciate your participation tonight. We have about 30 seconds left. Um, any last thoughts before we close out the show? Um, you know, I mentioned before about drinking water. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things you definitely don't want to forget when you're doing hydrotherapy. Definitely drink your water. Plenty of water inside is just as important as doing the treatment outside. And make sure that if you're doing it uh, in uh, your, a home environment, make sure the room, like I said, is not chilly. Yeah, turn off the air conditioner. Make sure it's comfortably warm, not too hot, but just so you don't get chilled uh, afterwards. Okay, thank you so much, Dr. Yamamoro. Thank You're you, welcome. Katie. And thank you, Elena, for today. Thank you for Be having sure me. Be sure to check with your doctors before making any sudden life changes discussed today. Total Health is brought to you in partnership with Guam Seven Day Adventist Clinic, where health is their mission. We look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. Thank you and Sijuas Masi for listening to Total Health right here on Joy FM.